Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani. And I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll, and together we are Three Pack. Join us on the brand new Spotify Live app immediately after all of the biggest fights in combat sports. And also during the weigh-ins, because that's when the real drama happens. So what are you waiting for? Follow the Ring MMA show right now on our exclusive Spotify podcast feed. And come join the best community in MMA. Peace! We're out of here. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and Bet Live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer. Is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at UGG.com. Let's roll, baby. It is a Friday evening edition of New York, New York. I am in Hollywood, Florida. I just finished up some golf. Uh, I'm ready for Dolphins and Jets, and it's going to be Joe Flacco and Skylar Thompson. Hide the women and children. Can you believe? Think about this for a minute. I was down in South Florida at the end of November. The Mike White train was real. Chua is an MVP candidate. If you would have told me at 8-3 and three and at 7-4, and four, we'd have the 8-8 eight eight Dolphins and the 7-9 Jets, would have given you a whole lot of money. Dolphins have a chance for the postseason. The Jets do not. Listen, the Jets, forget about Mike White getting hurt. They sound like idiots the last couple of days. From LaFleur, maybe we should have sad Zach Wilson, just contradicting themselves left and right. Really bad look for the Jets across the board. And Joe Flacco behind that offensive line, that's going to be interesting. But Skylar Thompson playing for the Miami Dolphins is also going to be interesting. All right, we have a mini pod for you. The long-anticipated Daniel Jones chat in the playoffs for the first time. Will the Giants play their guys in Week 18? You'll find out. You'll get some answers, maybe, on that. And our dude, Big Waz, who I love. Ringer NBA, do some Brunson, do some Nets. And we even get an eject quarterback future. It's a fun mini pod. Sends you into the weekend on a high. The quarterback of the Giants, Daniel Jones, is up next. All right. I know this is highly anticipated. It's been a crazy week, but some things in life are worth waiting for. The Giants are back in the postseason for the first time since 2016. This guy in the postseason for the first time in his NFL career. That sounds nice, Daniel Jones, doesn't it? Play. 
playoffs? That sounds really nice, dude. Uh, it, it does. It does. Um, it's been a fun year and, and a lot of work to do ahead of us. Um, but uh, yeah, it felt good to get the win on Sunday. Well, congratulations, first and foremost. Um, before we get to what we saw on the field on Sunday, I know it's been a tough week around the NFL. It's been a tough week for your head coach, for your players, for, for everybody. With what's going on with the DeMar Hamlin situation? Obviously, we've gotten some really good news over the last two or three days. Loved hearing the update from the Buffalo Bills. But DJ, kind of talk us through what it's been like being an NFL player and having this tragedy and this scary situation go on. Uh, yeah, it's been a, been a tough week for sure. Uh, an emotional week and um, certainly in our building with a lot of guys, um, knowing him, having played with him, coached him, uh, spent a lot of time with him. You hear about uh, what a great guy he is. And, and uh, so it was a tough week for that, for those reasons. And just, you know, an, an unsettling thing to see on TV. You understand the risk of the game uh, when you play, but you never really, uh, you don't expect something like that to happen. And and uh, so it was certainly a, a scary sight. But like you said, I'm glad to, we're all glad and relieved to hear he's doing doing better and and uh, you know making progress. But continuing to uh, keep keep him, keep his family, keep Buffalo, the the team, and our thoughts and prayers, and uh, just trying to support support each other. Um, you know, especially those guys who who spent, uh, you know, a good amount of time with him and, and are close friends with him. But, uh, yeah, we'll continue to pray for him and, and uh, pray for that whole, whole organization, uh, entire league. 100%. Well said, my friend. And just for you guys in general, and you think for teams around the league, you go through something like that, you see something like that. Is And I know there's a lot at stake, and you guys have Week 18 coming up, and you have the postseason coming up next week. Was it tough, DJ, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, to kind of rev up the engines in practice because of that situation in Buffalo? Was it a little weird for you guys? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it definitely puts puts football in perspective. It puts the game, you know, in, in perspective. And, um, you know, when you see a situation like that, when you see someone's, uh, you know, life, um, you know, at risk there and, and, you know, it really puts things in perspective. So yeah, you know, it did affect our, our week. It affected our preparation, uh, certainly. Um, uh, but like I said, we support each other. I think the giants as an organization, you know, does do a great job supporting us, giving us resources and, and, um, you know, ways to, uh, ways to get through stuff like this. So, um, yeah, tough, tough situation. And, and yeah, I think it certainly affected us and, and, uh, you know, but I thought we did a good job, did a good job supporting each other. Well, DJ, on a much happier note, is it fair to say that for you specifically and for the team as a whole, you're coming off your most complete game of the year against Indianapolis? It felt like you guys were firing on all cylinders every which way, dude. Uh, yeah, I do. I think it was, uh, yeah, certainly one of our better games. Uh, I thought all three, three phases uh, played really well and played good complimentary football um you know and, and played consistently throughout the whole game i think is what you know i was most proud of uh took advantage of the opportunities we had scored touchdowns uh and we had opportunities to do that and and uh you know defense played great uh gave us some opportunities uh you think about the situation before half um uh, you know 
found a way to get a field goal. You know, I think that kind of middle, uh, you know, coaches talk about the, uh, you know, the last eight minutes of the second quarter, the first eight minutes of the third quarter. I think that's, you know, some you know period of time where we played our best football. So, um, yeah, I was proud, proud of how we played as a team. You've been through a lot. You've seen good days. You've seen bad days as giant quarterback. Talk me through, DJ, what it's like to hear the fans chanting your name as you guys are running off the field. I mean, dude, that's got to be an unbelievable feeling. You're going to the playoffs. The fans are showing you love. Talk me through what was going through Daniel Jones' mind as he's running off the field Sunday against the Colts. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think we're all pretty, all pretty pumped up. Um, it was a cool moment. You know, the fans have been great all year, supported us. Uh, you know, brought the energy. I thought it was, uh, you know, from the opening kick to to the end of the game. You know, I thought the fans were were bringing it. You know, and uh, we felt the energy. I think that that uh, helped us out a lot this year uh, and and on Sunday especially. So uh, we appreciate that. But just a, yeah, cool moment in the stadium. So many guys. Uh, you know, we've we finished seasons in that stadium these last few years, and it hasn't been as uh, hasn't been quite the the celebration or you know the good time. So to have a moment like that was was cool for us all. So listen, I know you're not a guy that likes to talk about personal accolades. I, I think I know you well enough. That's not your deal. That's not your swag, and I, I respect it. And I think you know you're true to what you are. You're a team first guy, but you have had the best year of your professional career. The numbers would indicate that, DJ. Whether it's QBR whether it's cutting down on turnovers, whether it's scoring touchdowns individually. And I know it's not done yet. I know you got a couple more weeks. What are you most proud of in 2022 going into 2023 with how your game has evolved? Is there one thing in particular? Um, well, I think it's I think winning <laughs> winning first and foremost. Um, the fact that we've, you know, had more success, won big games in critical moments, we've played well. I think that's um you know, that's what I'm most proud of. I think, you know, personally, the, the turnovers is something that I think, uh, you know, as a quarterback, you're responsible for, you know, decision-making is a big piece of your job. And I feel like I've uh, improved with that and, and found ways to, to take care of the ball better. But, yeah, I mean, more than anything, just, just winning football games and, and uh, you know, the way we've won a lot of these games, I think, um, you know, says a lot about our team. Um, I saw the locker room speech. I don't know if this was supposed to get out, but you know how the Giants are all DJ. You guys make the playoffs. They're giving you everything. They're giving you Coach Dable. They're giving you all the feels, all the emotions. Dude, he loves you, man. Uh, that's the way I felt. Now, maybe you can tell me otherwise, but like, that's got to be a cool feeling too. Like your coach basically saying, hey, we played great as a team, but that quarterback sure kicked ass. Even had to make a little speech afterwards, DJ. I liked it, man. I liked it. Man, a few words. Yeah, wasn't wasn't much of a speech, and not a big not a big speech guy. But uh, yeah, it was cool. It was, you know, always fun to celebrate celebrate in the locker room. Uh, you know, after wins, and that win especially was uh, was a fun fun uh, celebration. So um, a lot of work to do, but uh, you know, we we did uh, we did enjoy it, and, and uh, we're moving forward on to Philly, and then. Uh, looking forward to the playoffs. Brian Dable, to me, DJ is coach of the year with the job he's done with your team. He's done a remarkable, more, remarkable job with you, with the offense, and just churning every last ounce of talent out of you guys. 
You've played for a bunch of different head coaches now. What has it been about Brian Dable this year that has gotten the most out of you guys? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, I think we've talked about a lot. I've, I've said it. Uh, whenever people ask me, you know, it's kind of a, um, you know, it's kind of a, uh, I don't know, looser way to describe it. But I think it's just an energy he has about him. I think it's a enthusiasm, it's a passion for football, a competitive spirit. I think all those things you really feel um, and guys respect, guys are, are drawn to, um, you know, and, and have really, uh, really taken to and, and uh, embraced. And, and I think that's, you know, largely become our identity as a team. It's just a, a passionate, tough, uh, you know, competitive group. And, and uh, you know, I think that's what, that's what you see out of him. So you've been asked this a lot, I'm sure. Every Giant fan in my life has asked me the same question. You know I got to ask it. You got week 18 against the Eagles. You guys are in the postseason. Are we seeing Daniel Jones for four quarters? Are we seeing Daniel Jones for two quarters? Uh, you don't have to share, obviously, but what what is the game plan going into this Eagle game? We're all dying to know. Yeah. Uh, well, um, you know. Mom's the I, word. I know. <laughs> I'm preparing to play and, and I'm ready to go. So I'm, uh, you know, I think Dave's will make that decision, uh, you know, when he's ready and, and uh, he'll let us know. But um, I'm preparing to play. Uh, we've had a good week of practice and, um, yeah, I think we're all, all ready to go. So you're not going to have a problem one way or the other. So if Daniel Jones plays four quarters, he's cool. If they decide Daniel Jones is playing a series, if they decide Daniel Jones is not playing at all, you got no problem with what they decide come Sunday, I assume. Um, well, I mean, I don't, I don't make the decisions. I I, uh, I play and I'm prepared to play. And, and as a competitor, you, you know, you want to play. But um, I'm I'm uh, I'm ready to go. It's it's uh, Dave's decision, and uh, we'll roll with with it, with whatever he decides. So Michael Strahan was in your locker room the other day. I saw it because they showed the clip. He's He's going around giving hugs. He's got the big, 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 big smile. I mean, he's infectious. The guy is Mr. Personality. He's Mr. TV. What was the message from Strahan when he talked to you guys uh, before Sunday's game? Anything you'd like to share about that? Um, yeah, he, he uh, broke us down before practice and, and uh, you know, shared a message about creating our own legacy, um, the opportunity that we have to do that now and, and uh, you know, we got banners hanging up in our indoor practice facility. So he pointed to those and said, uh, you know, it's not about that. It's not about anything, you know, anyone else did. It's about uh, kind of what we do now and, and uh, the legacy we, you know, create for ourselves. So I thought it was a, a cool message. And, uh, you know, hearing it from a guy like that who uh, has done all those things, has accomplished as much as he has and, and uh, you know, means as much as he does to the organization. I think it meant a lot to the team. So. Um, yeah, it's always, always cool when he comes around. He's come around a little bit, came around a little bit in the spring and summer and, and, uh, it was good to see him the other day. So DJ, you got to call out my fiance here. She had you on her bench finals fantasy football championship. You know, you come on the show every week. You think she'd show some loyalty and, and she ends up losing. Hey. You got to stick with us, right? That's the message. <laughs> what is your message to Kate for having you on the bench last week when you have one of your best, if not your best game of the year? 
Yeah, I get. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm disappointed. But who who was who did she start over me? Who was it? Joe Burrow. But I'm not positive. I'm not positive. I don't have roster say on her team. Remember, I don't manage the roster. But I just wanted you to call her out for yeah. that. To be honest with you. Yeah, I, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. But I think you should have a little more influence there. I think you got you got the credibility to make some uh, make some calls. All right, DJ. New Year's night. We didn't get the New Year's Eve celebration. Did we get a badass New Year's night celebration after the postseason? Um, <laughs> I don't know about a, a badass celebration um, or anything crazy, but uh, we met up and and uh, you know the, the, you know a lot of the team got together, hung out, and uh, spent some time together. I think as you know as much time as you can spend off the field. Obviously, you're you're with each other all day, every day at the facility working, but. Uh, getting off, you know, off the field, hanging out, and and uh, you know, in that situation, celebrating the win, I think it's always good, always good for the team. So uh, we had a good time, um, but uh, like I said, we're on to on to Philly now, and and uh, on after that. Um, as far as this, and I was thinking about this the other day. New Year's, Happy New Year's! Like somebody wished me a Happy New Year today. I'm like, I'm over it. It, it, it happened a week ago. Have we passed the time? Where you can greet someone with a happy new year or no? What is it's the sixth or seventh today or something? Uh, yeah, the seventh, correct. Yeah, I, I think, I think you, yeah, a week out. A week out is probably, probably, uh, probably missed the window on happy new year's. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, enough, enough. No more happy new year's. <laughs> We're on to January. We're on to the Eagles and we take it from there. Um, last one. This is the first time you're going to the playoffs. I know you got a game to play this week. I, I know there's a lot of preparation that goes into Philadelphia, but what has been this week has got to be so freaking cool for you, man. You know, like the idea of just thinking about, hey, I've taken a team to the playoffs. I've done something I haven't done in my NFL career. You getting a lot of satisfaction out of that? Um, I think, yeah. I mean, I think as a team, we're proud of of what we've accomplished. Um, you know, and and we, uh, you know, we. We certainly uh, had, took time to reflect on that, you know, uh, Sunday night and early, you know, Monday. But you know, now that we're into the week, now that we're on to Philadelphia, and you know, understand there's there's a lot of a lot more work to do, uh, you know, and there's a lot still out there for us. I think you know, guys have kind of shifted mentally, and and uh, you know, we're focused on what we got to do now. Thanks for a couple minutes. Uh, Good luck on Sunday, and we'll see you come playoff week, bro. Looking forward to it. All right, appreciate you, JJ. That's Daniel Jones, the quarterback of the Giants. We got a lot more to do. Friday bonus show. We'll come right back. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Ugg. Y'all know Ugg is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think Ugg season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from Ugg. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. Ugg has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at Ugg.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, 
it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. We want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. So in addition to DJ, we have the quarterback of the Giants every week, but if I had this guy every week, my life would be so pleasant. <laughs> Laws, I haven't seen you in a while. Life is good. I'm down in Florida. My football team stinks, but I love watching Jalen Brunson. It's good seeing your face, man. What's happening, dude? I'm good, man. Same to you, brother. Happy New Year. I know it's the six, and some people say at a certain point we got to stop with this, but I haven't seen you since the year started, so happy New Year to you, and I'm happy to, to be here. I see the palm trees in your camera. I'm like, oh, this guy's doing it right. Hey, listen, a lot of golf, bad football, and escaping the cold, frigid New York temperatures that are coming Love over that. the next few days. Love that for you. Bro, I got to admit, um, I always liked Jalen Brunson as a player. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not watching the Mavericks every night. I saw him mm -hmm. last year really shine in the postseason. I wondered if he was a max guy. I wondered mm -hmm. if the Knicks were overpaying for him. Dude, he is a baller. Like, I, yeah. I think about why the Knicks are in the position that they're in why they're playing like a top six team in the East. They wouldn't be doing it without Jalen Brunson. Has it's, he lived up to your expectations for what you thought he'd be with the Knicks? Yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly, yeah. And and part of it was watching him in the playoffs before Luka came back, where he just went, he straight up went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Donovan Mitchell. You know, like, no Luka Doncic, no problem. They beat these guys. And not only were they did the Mavs, beat them as a team. Individually, he was kicking Donovan Mitchell's ass up and down the floor. And I was like, man, if he could do this in the postseason, you know, uh, without one of the best players on the planet flanking him, he's clearly a serious player. Now, what I didn't realize about him is his, like, leadership qualities, his steadfastness, like, his sort of unflappable personality. I didn't realize he would be that type of guy. Um, but he's proven that on the Knicks. Like, he just feels like a leader, you know, um, just the way he carries himself. Obviously, he's delivered on the floor, but I just feel like he brings a certain level of professionalism, right, that I know that kind of stuff can seem intangible, but I think it matters a lot, it's particularly with a team as young as the Knicks. And so that's been my second favorite part, of course. Watching him on the court make big shots, and, like, just be tough, you know? Like, get to the rack at the end of games. Make really contested shots. Um, Like, I don't know. I, like, he's been a... Re I wouldn't say a revelation, but it's been really fun to watch him do it on the Knicks and, like, his, his approach and his game have a tangible impact right away. He's better than I thought, dude. Listen, I think he's an all-star. He's playing yep. great, and... It's nice, bro. It's been a while since the Knicks have had yeah. a point guard. Like, mm -hmm. I got to go back to Mark Jackson and Rod Strickland or Derek Harper. Like, come on, man. Now they got their guy. They got their four general. But Donovan Mitchell's in Cleveland. And, well, as I got to be honest, man, I didn't want to give up Barrett for him. Like, I was one of those dudes. Yeah. Um, I look back on it now. Yeah, I kind of – and I know you'd be – Dealing with some defensive shortcomings if you got Brunson and you got Randall and you got Mitchell as your three. But man, if you could do it over again, 
Would you send R.J. Barrett to Utah in a package for Donovan Mitchell? You think the Knicks got that one wrong? Man, it's it's really it's really tough, especially as the guy's coming off of a 70-point game where he looks literally like Michael Jordan in the process of doing so. But we've got to go back to last summer and the context. The context is Utah just got bounced in the first round. As I mentioned, it wasn't just Jalen Brunson. It was Spencer Dinwiddie busting this guy's ass in the playoffs, right? Um, He had this huge, like, sort of blow up with Rudy and the organization. And it was like, all right, is this a guy getting bounced by a worse team in the first round? Um, Is this a guy that you give up four plum draft picks for plus your best young piece, right? I thought the price tag for New York was just too high. Cleveland, it made more sense because they already had two established young guys and they could give up that draft capital because there's already a proof of concept with their young guys. And it's like, all right, if, if the Mitchell thing doesn't work, we could move on from him and continue with Mobley, continue with Garland and, and, and even Jared Allen and continue in that direction. I just thought the trade made a lot more sense for Cleveland at the time, considering the context. I didn't know that Donovan Mitchell was going to come out and play with this huge chip on his shoulder all freaking season and make us all look like idiots and be like, no, I guess he is really a franchise-leading, cornerstone kind of guy. And it's hard for me to believe that he wouldn't have played this way in New York, seeing as for years as people have been dropping breadcrumbs in the press about, I want to be in New York. So if he would have got to New York, um, I think he would have been doing similar things. But you wonder to what extent would it have mattered, right? Like, is him and Brunson, uh, you know, a top four team in the East with what would have been not left sure about from that. the trade? I'm not sure either. They're certainly not as good as Boston and Milwaukee from it. That's without question. Are they even as good as the Sixers? You know, um, and to a let well, I mean the Cavs that you know that changes the counterfactual. But you know what I mean? Like, are they that good with the core that remains? I don't really think so. Okay, I'll let you be GM. What's your next move if you're the Knicks? If it's deadline, if it's next year, they got a solid team. They're a fun team. They're coached well. They play hard. You go and make a move. Is it Kuzma? Is it calling Chicago if they're gunning it? What would Waz's next move, realistically speaking, be for the Knicks? Uh, my next move would be to go all in for the next disgruntled star kind of guy. Um, whether it be a Zach Levine, whether it be, uh, you know, if somehow Bradley Bill convinces himself that DC isn't Shangri-La. Uh, you got to go all in for one of the big dogs if they come on the market. I don't think, like, Trey Young, like, that couldn't happen and shouldn't happen for, like, 20 different reasons. But a, a caliber of player of that is who you go all in with. And, you know, honestly, I'm still of the belief that Julius Randle's been a good soldier this year. But I'm like, he, he, you can move him. You know, open up minutes in the rotation for young guys, like, to, you know, sort of spread their wings a little bit more. And so, to me, um, you wait. You wait for the right guy to come on the market and then try to pounce. And and also, like, this idea that you got to add RJ in a deal is ludicrous to me, right? I think teams, especially Ains, are just like, 
whoever I'm dealing with, I want your four best assets. And so with Cleveland, it's like, obviously, y'all not giving up Mobley or Garland. The next, your next four best things are future draft picks. With the Knicks, it's like, yo, Barrett is at the level where they expect the team should be willing to part with him, right? Like if somebody called Charlotte about a trade, they'd never be like, oh, LaMelo, put him in the deal. Like there's certain players that teams understand that franchises like don't even bother. With Barrett, it feels like teams feel like he's gettable. I don't think that should be the case. I think if you're the Knicks, it is hard to make the sell, right? when you are that dysfunctional franchise. But, like, having four future Nick picks is as good as anything that exists in the sports, in the sport, when you consider the history of Nick's management and how mismanaged the franchise has been. So if I'm the Knicks, I'm just like, bro, we're giving you four chances at an apple in the future. Um, four bites at the apple, excuse me. That should be good enough. RJ should be off the table to me. I'm right there with you. Uh, unless we're talking moon and stars type of player and just like immediate boom, change the culture, change the feel, change the vibe. Otherwise, no, I'm right yeah, there with you. No you can you. find a way to make it work. Okay, Brooklyn. I thought they were dead. I, yeah. I thought Kyrie would be in witness protection at this point. I thought Durant would be traded. Uh, I didn't think the coaching firing would make a difference. Dead wrong. Jacques Vaughn has made a difference. That team is playing defense. Yeah. Their two stars was they're playing great. I'm in on the Nets. I think they're mm-hmm. playoff good. I think they're top four good. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're better than Boston, Milwaukee good. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand on Brooklyn right now? Have they, let's put it this way, have they worked themselves back into the championship picture in your opinion? Yeah, I think you gotta you gotta look, view them in championship, with championship sort of, through a championship lens because of KD not just because they have KD, but how he's playing. He's playing like a top five, top three even player on a night-to-night basis. So you got to do that. Um, I remember on the on um, group chat, we would do, we did this little gimmick call, you know, stock, who's up, who's down, who's buying. And, you know, it was right after Kyrie had got suspended and I had bought the Kyrie stock because I was just like, first of all, it's rock bottom. There's no, like, I have to believe that this guy's capable of just, Showing up to work and hooping. Like, I have to believe that he can do that. You know, (laughs) like, the bare minimum. Go to work, do your job, right? Um, to To your capabilities. And he's literally done that. And the Nets have, you know, the success is born out of Kyrie coming back, KD playing the way he's playing. And not just Kyrie coming back, but a lot of guys coming back. TJ Warren coming back, Seth Curry coming back. A lot of it has just been their other guys coming in. Now, as far as the playoffs, look, if you're going to be playing Seth Curry, Patty Mills, Kyrie Irving, as much minutes as the Nets have to, those are huge defensive liabilities. Also, as much as I love Clax, uh, he's just light in the shorts. They need, they need some more girth heft. Um, down low. And so they need to figure out how to shore that up. Um, but if they can do that, if they could get a little bit more perimeter defense going, a little bit more big man depth, yeah, they're going to be a tough, like, it's Kevin Durant. Like, it's going to be hard to beat these guys. But yeah, I think what you've seen, you mentioned it, Jacques Vaughn coming in and getting these guys to buy in. Last week I had my man Mike Scotto on the pod, and he was talking about, bro, there was time Steve Nash is trying to dap dudes up in the huddle, and people are leaving him hanging on purpose. 
It was just bad. Like, it was just, the vibes were just, just hor- horrific. And so, an improvement of vibes, these guys actually trying and caring on defense, you know, so they, they, they're able to win all of these games. But I think in the playoffs, the defense is going to be a very major issue unless they can make some improvements. All right. All in, half in, not in. Where are you right now, Brooklyn? Not in is a one. All in is a 10. Where does Waz stand on the Nets? I'm not in. I'm not in. I, I just, I think in the postseason, well, last year's postseason, their offense just became so damn predictable and one note. Uh, I, I, I don't know that they'll have that fixed by the time this postseason rolls around. And just like I said, the defense, I love KD's effort. Like, he's doing stuff like they're playing the Bulls. He's like, put me on Zach Levine. I don't give a damn. Put me on whoever. Uh, like, I love what KD's doing in that sense. But, like, the Joe Harris's and all these other cats, I, I just don't see it for them defensively. So I'm not in. And that's before we even talk about the, uh, let's say, mercurial nature of some of the personalities involved. The other shooter drop. Listen, whether that's Kevin getting hurt or Kyrie being Kyrie, you're always waiting for the other shooter drop. Or Ben Simmons. Dude. You know, who we haven't even mentioned who is a max contract player, J.J., Max contract player, and we're happy when this dude is taking layups. And if you guys watched that Hawks game recently, this dude won nothing to do with the ball in the fourth quarter, right? So as much as he's made strides in the right direction of just hooping like a normal person, like, yeah, all right, get to the line and shoot 60%. That's fine. Like, that's still a good outcome for your team, a 60% shooter at the line. Like, he's his defense has gotten better. It's not, I don't think it's to the level where people were talking about him for defensive player of the year at times in Philly, but his defense has gotten better. Um, but I just don't – I don't believe in Ben Simmons as a playoff player. He's not a close – like, in their closing lineups in the playoffs, like, he won't be in it. And so I just – I'm, I'm out on Brooklyn. But I'm, I'm happy – I'm heartened by the improvement because these are guys that I like watching who. All right, buddy. Final one. This will be fun. You're going to enjoy this because I'm going to watch Joe Flacco at quarterback Jesus on Sunday Christ. for your beloved New York Jets. I'll let you get to be GM once again. Who does Big Waz want as the starting quarterback for the 2023 New York Jets? For dream yours. scenario, Lamar Jackson. That would be the right. d- dream That's scenario. That's the dream scenario. What's the realistic scenario? I'll settle for, for Carr. Give me Derek Carr. He's competent. Not Garoppolo? Not Hell, Garoppolo? No, no. J- Stop. Stop. See, I like Mr. Garoppolo. Mr. Irrelevant took his like job, Garoppolo. JJ. I like Mr. Mr. Irrelevant. Irrelevant hey, took his job and is doing it better. You the Super Bowl a few years ago? Come on, man. I, I, no. Carr's a no. loser, dude. No. You like Carr? I'm no. out on Carr. No. I'm out on Carr. No. He's Mr. good enough to lose. What's your knock on Garoppolo? System? Mr. Irrelevant took his job and is doing it at a higher level than him. That should tell you about the surroundings in San Francisco that allowed this guy to be successful. It's such a good situation that the last pick in the draft, Jay, just think about that. The last pick in the no, draft comes in. To, you I can't understand. say that about Derek I think Carr. Purdy's better than we think, though. That's what I think it is, though, Waz. Purdy's better than you think. He's sure. Good. That's fair. We should give. You're right. You're right. I should be more charitable to, to Purdy. He's a lot better than we expected him to be. You are right about that. But I'm sorry. It's an indictment, bro, of Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, your backup comes in and just 
better. He's doing better well, than Well, not you. only that, here's the bigger indictment to me was they wanted to replace him with Trey Lance. Dude. That's, that's the other thing. They wanted him out. Dude. And basically they had to have him come begging back because Lance couldn't play. And, of course, Lance ends up getting hurt. So I get I that. Think, I, just I think if Derek wins. Carr were in a situation as advantageous as far as look at the line, look at the weapons, look at the play caller, right? He would be way better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I just think in a vacuum, he's a much better player. So you're higher on Carr than I am. Hell yeah. You, you Hell think he's yeah. got more talent. I just don't know if he has the it that I'm looking for. And Jimmy for. G does? I think does? Garoppolo's got a little. I think so. I think you've fallen for the square chin. He's won some big games. No, 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 no. JJ, you falling for that beautiful white man is going to be competent automatically. I think, I think it's That's that stubble, bro. I think it's the it's, hair, it's, the it's, Italian it's, stubble. Listen, I think it might be, bro. He's a beautiful man. I get it. I get it. I would want to have sex with him, too. But guess what? That don't make him a good quarterback, JJ. <laughs> Waz, I love you, baby. Thanks for coming on. Love this you is too, a bro. Fun. And Always. I know this. If Jimmy Garoppolo is a New York Jet in oh, the middle God. of March, you're going to be oh, coming on this God. pod yelling and screaming at me. Oh, my God. And 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 I know the hype train when it happens is everybody's going to be like, we got a Super Bowl-level quarterback. This, this, that. Bruh, JJ, we've been watching this Jets movie our whole lives. What version of the Jets movie does Jimmy Garoppolo get to New York and have success? That makes no sense to me whatsoever. This guy, like, he goes to the Super Bowl, barely loses, and they're like, yo, we can't win with this dude. We're so limited with this guy. And he's going to come to the New York Jets and turn them around? I can't. System? Garrett Wilson? I'm telling you, he's better than you think. He's better than you think. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Love you, you too, hate man. Garoppolo. Happy New Year, right? <laughs> you too, brother. That's all, man. That's Big Waz. That was a ton of fun. Daniel Jones, Big Waz. Bonus Friday show. We'll be back Sunday after everything shakes out, after Lions-Packers. Good job by Stefan. JJ out. Enjoy your weekend. Be good, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.